Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning, London time, on Monday the 26th of September. The UK government's mini-budget has global implications. This is not because the UK's fiscal convulsions matter much beyond the UK's own borders, but because of the signals that the mini-budget is sending. First, modern monetary theory has been taken into a dark corner by the bond markets and convincingly beaten up. While Sterling's collapse grabs the headlines, it is the abrupt rise in government borrowing costs that really matters. Advanced economy bond markets are not supposed to move like that. The UK government has planted a forest of magic money trees and the bond market has taken a chainsaw to them all. Any other economy whose government is tending towards modern monetary theory must be considered vulnerable to a similar market reaction. Second, this is a reminder that politics today is different from politics in the past. Political parties now tend to be more ideological than the political centre and more ideological than the financial market consensus. This means that a party policy that appeals to a party base is more likely to shock the financial markets. Financial markets seem to be regarding the UK Conservative Party as an economic doomsday cult at the moment. For the United Kingdom itself, the tax cuts are unlikely to significantly improve longer-term economic growth. A genuine attempt to improve the UK supply side would have focused on improving healthcare or perhaps education, as it is here where supply-side bottlenecks are occurring. That may, they may give a short-term sugar-high boost to growth. However, expectations for that boost may be taken too far. Some of the tax cuts are cancellations of as-yet-unimposed tax increases, and that dulls the economic reaction. And the big tax cuts are directed at a more financially literate section of the population. Frankly, it is rational for higher income earners to now cut spending and increase saving in response to the mini-budget in expectation that these tax cuts will have to be paid for with higher future taxes, which may be more onerous in order to offset the damage of the additionally higher interest rates. Having said all of that, a 1976-style balance of payments crisis is not likely. Unlike the 1970s, UK-listed companies are global in nature and attractive to international buyers. Sterling's plunge should eventually encourage capital inflow from sources other than the IMF. Exit polls suggest that Italy's general election has produced the expected result, with the right-wing coalition having a majority in Parliament, but not enough of a majority to change the constitution. There are some not insignificant divisions within the coalition over fiscal policy and foreign affairs, but the leading Brothers of Italy party has publicly pledged support for a cautious fiscal policy. Presumably, that does take the lead in the coalition's plans. If so, there should be nothing to prevent the European Central Bank from offering support to the Italian bond market, if that should be required. 
There are a host of ECB speakers on the agenda today, including, of course, ECB President Lagarde. In the current environment, it's quite likely that there will be discussions about currency markets and the level of the euro. It is worth remembering that we're not in 1985 anymore. UK Chancellor Kwarteng may struggle to afford the room rate at the Plaza Hotel, for one thing. Coordinated action on currencies was a lot easier in a world of capital controls, less global trade and far, far simpler global supply chains. It's also worth noting that the dollar had started to weaken before the Plaza Accord came into operation in the mid-80s. The ECB would no doubt appreciate a weaker dollar, but coordinated action to achieve that seems very difficult. We also have sentiment data from Germany with the IFO survey and the United States with regional... UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.